to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Hey guys. And Hunter. How's it going? <laughs> and today's mouse is going to be my wife Elizabeth. Hi. And today we're going to talk about some rumors and news about the Disney parks and studios and we're going to give you guys our review of the Beauty and the Beast movie. So without further ado, here we go. So to start things off, like always, we're going to go into our home away from home, Disneyland. First thing we wanted to mention, March 18th is not only our cousin James's birthday, <laughs> just throw that out there, but uh, in case anyone wants to steal his identity, uh, but March 18th is also uh, the day that Pirates opened at um, Disneyland. So it actually opened March 18th, 1967. And, of course, uh, this is one of the greatest attractions ever made, especially in Disney history. And it inspired a billion-dollar franchise of films and arguably made Johnny Depp a star. So how do you guys feel about uh, Pirates turning golden? Amazing. Literally golden. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they did like, um, they're doing like a special event at Disneyland. They've got special uh, merchandise and whatnot. One thing I thought was kind of silly, though, is they have a bunch of special food items. Like, they have a golden churro. Uh, I like whatever. But I saw the cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything's golden. That, that's the point of it. But, you know, whatever. I, I think it's cool that they're celebra uh, celebrating pirates. Like, uh, one thing I feel like is, like, pirates doesn't get enough love. I don't mean pirates the movie. I mean pirates the attraction. Because, yeah. like... The movie gets more love at the parks, and then at that, um, at that, the Haunted Mansion gets way more love. Well, Especially um, Nightmare Before Christmas love. Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas, I know how you feel on that, but, uh, no, <laughs> like, I, I love both attractions, but it's that thing, it's like, why, why are they, like, taking, not taking well, as the same, like, you get all this cool merchandise for... The 45. For, uh, well, you get all this cool merchandise for Haunted Mansion, and you don't see as much for Pirates, and then when you do, it's usually for the movie. Though, I will bite my tongue and say, uh, recently they started releasing more Pirates of the Caribbean attraction stuff, which I love seeing. Oh, like, yeah, like the yeah, redhead. And yeah, they have the, the We Wants the, the Redhead shirt. I want that yeah. stupid shirt. <laughs> well, now they have signs. Like, they have, um... I, I would love a, I would love a shirt where it just has, um, you know, the uh, Jolly Roger or whatever you want to call him, the, uh, the skull and crossbones, uh, or crosswords, and just have it uh, with the little saying on it. That would be awesome. Except, yeah, except of course this would be too specific for me because I wouldn't want the whole quote he says. I just wanted to say <laughs> the part that I want to hear. 
<laughs> Keep your bloody arms <laughs> inboard. <laughs> that that would be me, just rocking a certain line that I oh, wanted to hear. Gosh. I, I will say though, every time I'm on pirates, that is like the line we always hear. It'd be too late to alter course now. I'm excited to see the merchandise for Haunted Mansion 50th. That's that's what I'm excited. Well, about. um, you can you can expect Haunted Mansion merchandise uh, in a few years because Haunted Mansion opened in 1969. Well, to, after spending, I think it's like 11 years just sitting there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, you're right. It is a little strange that because I mean, Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride, but it is weird because when you look at it, Pirates probably is the better ride, like you know, with what it represents. Because it is one of the greatest rides like ever built. I do know, like... I disagree. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that I would consider them very equal. Because the thing is, is that they're both um, considered the gold standard. Like, even for other theme parks, even if Universal doesn't want to admit it, everyone considers Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion as the gold standard of attractions. Because as much as anyone wants to say things like uh, the Harry Potter Forbidden Journey or even Indiana Jones. The thing is, is that those are based off of existing IPs. IPs. You've got two rides at Disneyland that are completely original. Everything about it was original, and you have them beloved for, and at that 50 years, beloved as an attraction. This, This attraction specifically was so beloved that when they built Walt Disney World, well, the Magic Kingdom. Originally, Magic Kingdom did not have a Pirates of the Caribbean, they were instead going to be building a different attraction, which, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to it one day, but uh, it's called the Western River Expedition. It was basically going to be a Wild West version because Mark Davis wanted to do that. However, yeah, sure. um, well, the forces that be, what happens is people wanted pirates, so Disney decides that they're going to build pirates, but then as we've complained about and very famously, they built the pirates right as quickly as they could so they cut it in half and they built the version that's in magic kingdom which mark davis uh his whole life uh said that if he could do anything over he uh would have redone the magic kingdom version because he said that he hated it because it was not the attraction that they built but uh western river expedition though i I just want to say really quickly actually ends up turning into uh big thunder mountain but oh wow that, that's because well that that also goes into the whole Tony Baxter thing because Tony <laughs> Baxter comes in and Tony Baxter is the new wave of Imagineer and he suggests that how to get the teens back into Disneyland and Disney parks is to build a, a thrill ride so he suggests instead building a coaster which super made Mark Davis hate him <laughs> but uh, like apparently like he just always hated him because of that because he he saw Tony Baxter as the guy that killed the Western River Expedition. And like any other podcast like that you might listen to, they always talk um, lovingly about Western River Expedition because it, you know, I've even heard like Wedway has said it a few times where they're like, Western River would have been so much better than Big Thunder. And instead we have Big Thunder and it's like, well, do remember Big Thunder is a huge attraction. Yeah. Like that's like saying, well, you know, we could have had two dinosaur rides, but instead we've got this Indiana Jones one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think you need a good balance, like, at a park. Like, I understand where, like, especially at, like, a theme park, like, you want to have something for everyone. And I think, like, bringing in that e-ticket ride is was definitely what the park needed. 
I yeah. totally agree. Like, um, it, it was just a change of culture. And, and that's the funny thing, like, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into that also, like, another time. But, like, so, like, the 70s, you get the Disney animation, like, does uh, Disney Studio in general just doesn't understand culture. But at the Disney parks, they seem to always be like, oh, yeah, this is what people like. We'll just do this. <laughs> it is what it is, though. Moving on, since we spoke about that for seven minutes. <laughs> so, uh, one big thing is that there is now no savesies at Disneyland. Uh, they announced that uh, February 27th, um, they changed their policy on queuing up for parades and fireworks shows. So now you cannot start saving seats until after guest show operations, which are, you know, the parades and... Um, well, you know, the red vests that you see yeah, that the, put up the, the ropes. ropes. You can't uh, set up for uh, queuing for parades or fireworks until they put up those ropes. Now, um, oh, and on top of that, one of the things that they also said is you cannot save spaces for people that are not present anymore. Ooh, wow. So no more blankets on the floor. Yeah. Is, is this going to stretch over into Fantasmic then? With the whole... Don't the, sit here three hours in a The assumption is yes, um, except at the same time, there's a lot of discussion that Phantasmic is going to come back the way that they were starting to do it when it closed, which was Fast doing passes. it like World of uh, Color. So there's only a certain amount of tickets, and that's how you get yours. Um, of course... Uh, I like that system. Of course, we're going to talk about Phantasmic later, because there's a new version coming. <laughs> or, or whatever, we'll just say it now since Hunter brought it up. Yeah, so, <laughs> Fantasmic is rumored to be getting a second edition. Well, not really rumored. They're actually um, right yeah, now. Like they're doing it. yeah, right now they're actually practicing and uh, going through it because uh, this is like a huge revamp of it. Now, one of the things is projections in general have been uh, updated. Like, I was reading that they were saying that the water projections and stuff are spectacular looking. Which I'm like, well, realistically, yeah. Like, projections get better every year, so... Are they using drones? No. <laughs> Disney doesn't use thr- drones. I don't, think they're, I don't think they're legally allowed to use those like that. In California? But I thought they already have one with drones. What drones? I only did it for the Super Bowl, but that's like the most I've ever seen yeah, a drone. Yeah, it's yeah. The Super Bowl. I think you're confused about Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl they were performing at the end, they had drones up. I saw a video that Disney was using drones. Like, for their light show. Because of, like, FAA uh, regulations, they can't do that over people. Because bad things can happen. At at the least, I I think... I want to say I've I've read something about that, but that was about Disney World. It wasn't a. Uh, it was about replacing. Was, was it with the dragon thing and stuff like that? No, it's not the dragon thing. Uh, as I the recall, it was actually about. No, it was actually about um, the water pageant at Disney World to change it with drones instead of uh, doing it. But they they can't do that at Disneyland. Disneyland doesn't have the spacing required because. Yeah. The, the biggest thing, like, I remember, uh, that was a while ago, but when they were talking about drones, the thing was is that Disney is hesitant about drones because they see the danger of what if, uh, for whatever reason, it stops working and, and it falls. And falls. And that's the thing, is that that's why they would require it have to be away from people, but then it's like, Disneyland doesn't have spacing for that. 
Disney World might, but... Disney World, they can do stuff like that, but... Then I can use the Space Hunter. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're gonna smush you in anyway. Um, anyway, uh, for Fantasmic, uh, one of the first things is, like, um, in the, like, internal documents that have leaked or whatever, so Fantasmic <laughs> has a name change. It's going from Fantasmic with a question, or with a, an exclamation point, to Fantasmic with two exclamation points. To signify that it's Phantasmic 2. <laughs> Though technically this would be Phantasmic 3 since Phantasmic 2 is what's at Walt Disney World. Yeah. But that aside, um, one of the biggest things about this though is uh, the big Peter Pan sequence is being replaced. Thankfully, not with Pocahontas, which makes no sense. It's being <laughs> um, replaced with the Pirates of the Caribbean scene. And one of the coolest things is that, uh, and there's tons of pictures online of it, because, uh, you know, Columbia is sitting in its dry harbor. Uh, you can see, like, the projectors on the ship. And apparently the thing is, is that they're going to have projectors on the ship so that the pirates can turn into skeletons during the show. Which uh, I think would be a spectacular, like, ad. But they're real people, though, right? Yes. Okay. The only issue with that is that um, because it's a, they're having issues with it being a moving surface with the projectors... And then they're also having issues with the the actors have to hit their marks exactly to get it to uh, match up with them. So there there's a lot of talk that that might not might not actually make it to the final show. Um, the other thing is that Ka is going to be replaced with a Lion King sequence. Uh, they haven't really specified what's in it, but it's supposed to be Lion King. Except the monkeys are still going to be at the end of the scene. Oh, I love those monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why it's they're going to be there. Um, I mean, they can pull it off if they basically, like, so during the show, you know, the lights up, they start fighting the scene, but, like, if they're saying, like, oh, you know, the moon is whatever, like, they'll shut off the lights, and then they'll pop out the, the screen. The projector? Yeah. Well, you that's, know what I mean? that's the issue, though, is they're having issues because the ship is realistically on a water. Moving, it's yeah. a, it's yeah, on a moving. moving surface, so it's bobbing up and down. So the projectors are having issues hitting it the way that it needs to. And then the actors themselves are having issues hitting their mark at exactly the right point to meet uh, it, to match up with it. It's really cool in concept, but it's hard practically to pull off. Yeah, I, I will say though, um, it just begs to differ. You know, for instance, uh, one of the biggest like projection things that people always talk about is uh, Madame Leota, the moving Madame Leota, mm -hmm. because that was when that when they did that like. Even uh, people like Garner Holt were like, I don't know how they did this. Like, they, <laughs> they were, everyone was, like, enthralled with it. They were like, I can't believe that they got this to work. This is real witchcraft over here. <laughs> um, so another thing is that uh, there's going to be an Aladdin scene. Um, and then, like, uh, one of the other, like, big things. So with the princess scene, um, they're going to be replacing it. So you're still going to have Beauty and the Beast, whatever, um, for anyone that's uh, just to annoy people. Instead of Beast, let's just call him Adam. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you'll have Beauty and the Beast. The Ariel and Eric is actually going to change because instead of Ariel being on the rock and being the mermaid version, she's going to be the princess version with the two feet dancing with them. And then there's a lot of talk that Snow White's going to be kicked out. And they're like, well, it's going to be a mystery princess. But uh, I've seen a bunch of stuff that uh, says that it's supposed to be Rapunzel and Flynn Rider replacing uh, Snow White and the Prince. 
think Which, that's a good option. Yeah, especially yeah. with the TV show. Yes, I was gonna yeah. say with the TV show, that's perfect uh, to tie that in. And, um, and also, they're gonna be updating the music, so it'll be. They're saying it's similar, but it has more of a pop like sound to it. What? Now, I, I like to take this uh, moment to point out the what we discussed with um, Soren's new soundtrack. Where, yeah, it's similar, but it's also not as good. That's actually what I was about to say, too, is like, I have the the, the, you know, the, the CD for Fantasmic. That is great music there. That's, that's honestly the only little bit of, of the news that really, really annoys me. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is I want to take it also to the point that... Um, like, the description I, I'm reading, it, it just reminds me of, um, of Fantasmic at Disney World. And, like, anyone that has a Fantasmic soundtrack, it has both on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney and you, World isn't that bad either. Well, it's you, not, you but... listen to the Disney World soundtrack, and it doesn't have the same, like... Feel. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have the same feel or appeal to it. Like, uh, the... Uh, mind you, I assumed they were gonna do Lion King because they do that in the Disney World version. Which I, I'm guessing it's the same scene. Probably. So uh, it's probably going to be the same aw- awkward like transition where instead of getting the ka come out and the Yeah. Uh, you're going to get... Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're going to play like a super upbeat song in the middle of the show, confusing the audience, but whatever. The one good thing, though, is that they do have all of the old equipment. So apparently, like, the whole thing is that their plan is this summer to unveil new Fantasmic, and then if people don't like it, they're going to revert it back to original Fantasmic, or I'm assuming they'll just brand it Fantasmic Classic. <laughs> and make billions! <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's dumb. Uh, like, it's that thing though, it's like, um, you know, I, I'm all for doing all- new. But then at the same time, it's all, you always have that like awkward thing where it's like, uh, is it going to be as good, though? I'm all for the Pirates of the Caribbean, though. I think that's going to look sick. Uh, like, yeah. Peter Pan, if like, they can get it to work. Yeah. Peter Pan's a great scene, too, though. Yeah, that, that's my that's my thing as, long, as, as I already said, as long as it's not Pocahontas, like, that <laughs> never you know why? played. Again, if you watch the two different shows, it gets really weird in the middle when they introduce Pocahontas, because, like, the, the show's, like, progressing smoothly, and then you just get, like, this huge stop, because they have to, like, set up for it. Well... It, it's that thing too like in the music like it, it doesn't even come off the same in the Disney World one it's like you know it's just a, a silence and then bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah like what's spectacular is in Fantastic how it, uh, it's just black and then ah, ah, and yeah. then you see it and you're Woo! just like oh yes pizza pan ahoy <laughs> shiver me timbers it, it is pan <laughs> look alive Double the powder and shorten the fuse. Shorten the powder and double the fuse. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, be careful. That's that's just yeah. That's just back. That that's just uh, like oh no. super into my childhood. <laughs> yeah, but you know I, I'm open to see what they're gonna do. Um, of course, the one thing I I'm going to mention that is similar but not, and this is our next topic is our terror watch so um right now they started taking the uh scaffolding off the back and the sides of the guardians of the galaxy (laughs) tower of terror and they also have 
very awkwardly, might I add, a crane in front of it holding up a flag that they revealed on the Disney Parks blog that it's Tivin's flag um, sailing at the Tower of Terror. Let me see. Uh, as they put it, Mysterious forces are converging upon Disney California Adventure Park as the collector's arrival is imminent. Throughout the coming months, changes are underway as uh, Tanelier Tivon, the collector, prepares to welcome guests to view the newest acquisitions in his extensive collection, The Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the first signs of the collector's arrival appeared recently, which we've caught this glimpse at, and it's a picture. Um, flying at the site of the emerging fortress. This shining flag bears the Tivan, Tivan uh, symbol and signifies his arrival. We hope to hear more from the Tivan group. Don't say that. <sighs> Throughout the coming months as the collector's fortress continues to emerge. So uh, Gal Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout opens May 27th. So th this just like adds Wait, on. This year? Yes. Oh wow, that's that's soon. This just adds on to my like hate of the idea that they're taking they're taking this attraction. I'm not even saying I'm not gonna sit here and be like Tower of Terror is an integral piece of Disney California Adventure. No, I know anyone that can go back in this podcast knows that I thought that was stupid when people were saying it. My thing is still the same though. My issue is that this is a huge building that you can see from outside the park. And now, it, mind you, this would be like, this is supposed to be old Hollywood. Now you've got this huge building <laughs> that's painted gold that's set in like the distant future. And I'll give it in the Marvel Universe, but it's set in the future, mind you. It's just, it, it ruins the whole concept of everything. So you've got 1923 Buena Vista Street and that then, goes into like 1930 Hollywood Land backlot, which then goes into 2015. yeah 2012 <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Just so stupid. Yeah, it makes no sense. <sighs> it's just, I remember back when we were discussing what to do with this area, and you suggested you know destroying I, it and salting the earth. I just want to point out, I get more and more people every day that are like, I agree. They should have just torn it down. You see, though, at the time we were like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's but insanity. then when, when yeah. this came out, we were like, blow it up. I don't care. Just build something. I, I agree. It sounded like insanity to say to tear it down, but it's like, seeing what it is now, you're just like, no, don't do this. <laughs> Mr. Disney, tear it down. He's like... <laughs> I just feel like it's very, obviously it's very half-assed. Like, yeah. And that's exact. That's exactly the feeling most people have. Should, uh... And then on top of that, they've got Joe Rody being like the banner boy for it. I'm like they, Joe Rody, you they can't brainwashed do this to him. Me. Yeah, just him being like, we're so excited. I'm just like, no, you're not. We need Ian Malcolm down here with his speech. You know. I mean, I thought it was a stretch that they got him into the Avatar project. <laughs> How did they get him into the Marvel project? They, they were so concerned if they could do this that they didn't stop yeah, to think if they should. Yeah, but Avatar's like. Avatar is completely new. Like, yeah. It's like new technology, even, new everything. This is just like... Horrendous. Like, let's just change the outside, slap some new stickers on there, and boom. They pooped in there. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, in my heart, I want to say that I believe that uh, it's going to look good. Like, I assume the attraction's going to look good, though it's going to be a screen. I know it's going to be a screen. 
That's all it's gonna be. It's not gonna be what it was. Like, well, there, there was like a moment where like uh, one of the front tarps had come down for a few days, and people could see that they covered up the opening. So, which also begs to differ. Why is it a tower anymore? But whatever. It's gonna look like a huge Lego sticking out. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a Lego tower that you built. No, you know it's going to be a screen. Especially the whole thing is that the Guardians of the Galaxy are with you on it. I'm like, it's a screen. It's That's, the ride is going to be you on what was the Tower of Terror going up and down with a screen surrounding you with Rocket Raccoon talking to you the whole time. And I bet you anything the same drop like from uh, Tower of Terror. Oh, you know it is. You're probably like, going to have oh, same thing. Drop him twice. Going yeah, because that's oh. how you feel when you sit on but, the ride. But, oh, here we go again. <laughs> oh, oh, baby group just saved me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at the end. Let's go home. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't. I don't see this. Might I don't well see this being a, a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just doesn't fit anywhere. Like why? Why? Obviously, I mean, they have a plan. Okay. I'm, sure they I'm gonna say. Well, I'm they're not say... gonna get rid of that frozen thing they just put in there. That theater. Is that still frozen? No, that's. No. You're talking about the uh, Sunset Showcase that's theater. That's going. Which it? No, it's. <laughs> we we talked about they that. It's not. No, it was Muppets. Now it's uh, just 3D previews. Right now it's Beauty no, and no, the Beast. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that. The. The city thingy. Whatever. No, they don't open it. It's it's a meet and greet with Olaf, but that's it. That's, that's not it. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the theater, the um, the Frozen. Oh, Hyperion Theater. Yes. Thank no, you. that's a show. Yeah, that's oh, always yeah. been shows though. Yes, I know, but it just like it, to me it doesn't fit. And like right around the corner you have Bugs Life. It just and I don't think it fits. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, Guardians, you're saying Guardians won't fit at all. No. Yeah, it's fair. That's just a cluster of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Like, as soon as you turn that corner, it's like... To be honest, it... Like, I don't want to be a downer, but it's like... This, is this to me, is a representation of DCA 1. Where it was just them constantly throwing something new in, going, I hope this sticks. I hope people like this. And it's like, the whole point of the DCA redo was to the give you a park that... Yeah, that felt more... Um, yeah, felt more themed and felt just better planned and then you throw this thing in there and it's like well this just goes right back to where we were where you're just throwing anything that'll stick you just took like two oh well you took two steps forward in the right direction and you took three giant leaps backwards yeah it is what it is though so it'll open on may 27th uh just in time for guardians of the galaxy volume two to come out which does look spectacular i'll Ooh. give them that so, uh, I had this in here as a rumor, but it, it was actually confirmed today. So, Star Wars Land, uh, the um, First Order Battle Escape attraction, is going to have two AT-ATs in it. Because they were building these structures, these steel uh, structures, and uh, everyone online was like, they look like AT-ATs. And then today they announced, yeah, they're AT-ATs. Yeah, they're like, look at our progress with the AT-ATs. You're like, yes. And yes. they even <laughs> said that they moved them inside. Um, here's a little negative note for you guys. There is no Easter egg hunt this year, which uh, we're very upset about. We we do that every year, so that's upsetting for us. We collect the little eggs. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I never got Mr. Toad. I, oh, I don't understand. We do have Toad. Mr. Toad? We don't. There have was Mr. a different one. There was a different one we didn't get. 
I didn't think we. I don't think we got last year's set. We didn't get Mr. Toad. Uh, so they're getting rid of something that I know Elizabeth said off mic. What was it? it it's just a money maker, so they're just yeah. gonna yeah, get rid of it. It's, it's <laughs> just. It's an easy thing. Like how much? Like how much do you pay for the map? You're paying like ten dollars. Ten dollars for the map. Like. And you get a. You get the little egg with it. Um, but it's no like you paid for the egg. Yeah, you're paying for said thing. Yeah, like nothing about it was difficult. I mean, they already have the eggs. They just set them out. Uh, they give you. You buy the map. You get the egg. Like that's it. Like, it's not even like. And if you want to collect the eggs, like I do, you end up buying multiple maps. Yeah, you buy them all so that you get all of them. Yeah. But um, I I don't see what their reasoning is. Um, maybe, I don't know. The only thing I could see is maybe it's like the construction and stuff. But it, like the. They always put the eggs in the same places, and they're no, they're nowhere near the construction. Yeah, they're, they're probably like, what, Fantasyland and stuff like that, right? Fantasyland and uh, Main Street. Yes. And Matterhorn. The <laughs> furthest it. one was at Matterhorn. But whatever. They're, they're not doing it. Also <laughs> in the rumor uh, mill, and this also goes in with the construction, is that Mickey's Halloween party is going to be moving from Disneyland to Disney California Adventure this year. Great. Um, I, I was reading, though, that um, this has to deal with the construction, but also with the just amount of crowds that they're getting. Like, uh, the problem is, is that Disneyland is so popular that, uh, you know, when they do the Mickey's Halloween party, it's, once again, it's a more expensive version of, like, the Easter egg hunt, but it's a money grab, where it's like, they're they're basically inviting you to pay almost a hundred dollars a person to come in for a few hours and what are you getting out of it you get like a few special things and just candy (laughs) no you're you're not being given merchandise they have exclusive merchandise that you can buy yeah so it's like a huge cash grab for them so the whole thing though is that with the construction and the crowds that they're getting at disneyland it's not like feasible to be telling people who are coming out to disneyland hey by the way tonight we're closing at six so be ready for that. You know, kind of like when we were at Universal yeah. and they told us that. <laughs> so instead they're going to be like, well, DCA, you know, doesn't have a big uh, amount of people in it. So they're like, it'd be easier to tell people, oh, DCA is going to close early. So you won't get your World of Color. They'll probably do like a special Halloween version of World of Color, if anything. Like that, that premieres right before, or not premieres, but shows right before it closes, right? No, it would show in it. Oh, okay. That would no, be an exclusive the, Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Since they don't have a fireworks. And it would just make people that want to see World of Color be like, well, I mean, I might as well pay for the... Uh... Yeah. I mean, it's a smart move. I know one of the things is uh, it, it um, for it to stay there, it's dependent on how, like, oh, what the crowd looks like. But, you know, I, I assume that this is going to be a mainstay of there now. I will say 50, if 50 I... Shots. Like... If I were to pay to do it at DCA or Disneyland, I wouldn't pay to do it at DCA. Yeah, well, when they introduced it, it was at DCA, where they had Candy Corn Acres. Yeah. I would do it at DCA. Like I said, because of World of Color, that that's the selling point, is you'll have a special version of World of Color you can only see in it. Well, I think they'll do something like else, like in Cars then, don't you think? Well, like, of course, do yeah. Like well, that too? they do something in everyone. Realistically, oh, yeah, because we've done, we've done the one, the Mickey's Not So Scary in Disney World. They they do everything up like but that's the thing is that at Disney California Adventure, you know, they I guess they do have less stuff that they can really theme to it cuz I mean one of the big things that 
Mickey's Not So Scary is when you go to Haunted Mansion, they have uh, ghosts walking around. Yeah, and then they had the bride in the front. Remember yeah. that? That was really cool. But they don't have anything like that at uh, DCA. I guess they could have a Tower of Terror Guardians. <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, actually, you know what? I can guarantee you'll see the Guardians of the Galaxy there, too. Because, uh... Is he group? Like... How do they fit into Halloween? Well, no, uh, they had them for the Villains event at, um, that they did at Disney Hollywood Studios a few years ago. And it was Gamora and Star-Lord. But they're not that. You know what? Yeah, they <laughs> that one that made less sense. They're not even villains, so it's like, why were well, why would they green, be in there? So. <laughs> she's an alien and he's a thief, so bad guys. Remember the headless horseman? Yeah, at the parade. That yeah, was and awesome. then that's the thing too. You're not gonna get that. Though I, I think they don't do that at Disneyland anyway. No, well, I think your aunt told us that he doesn't ride on the horse anymore. Cause remember how he likes just. I know, I know he has to ride, like, uh, slow. Slower now? But I think at Disneyland they don't do it at all. No, I don't think they do it there. That'd be cool, though. But that was really cool. Yeah, he came out, like, full force. It was really cool. We, like, we saw, uh, like, we actually saw the last year that they did that. Yeah. Though no one knew that was gonna happen. Uh, what was it? She, she said that he, like, fell off or something, and that's when they were like, oh, no more. No, I think he bumped into a guest, right? What? It was something like that. Someone got hurt. Um... <laughs> So moving on into an area that people don't want to hear about. Well, Max Pass is coming soon. Max Pass. <laughs> so one thing is that uh, mysterious new fixtures have moved into the Fast Pass lines. I, I love how like the blogs say it because it's just like either you haven't been to Disney World or you're just <laughs> truly ignorant. <laughs> because when you see what it is, because it's, it's basically a poll and they have a cover over it. If you've been to Walt Disney World or you've seen an ad about My Magic uh, Plus and the, you know, the Magic Bands, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> it's the Magic the Band entrance. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting for them. I'm, I bet you when they take them off, that's exactly what they are. So uh, those have been all introduced though at any of the rides that are getting um, Fast Pass. Now on top of that, they, uh, actually this isn't official yet, but the, rumor came out of what max pass is going to cost if you want to add it to your annual pass and its price is insanity it's 299 dollars that is a huge amount to ask me to add on to my annual pass I, like, and then like maybe 70 bucks 100 bucks is all right but 299 yeah like 299 is just like I, I don't feel like I need it that bad like, I mean, the last bunch of times we've gone, we really haven't used Fast Pass anyway. <laughs> but they still have the existing Fast Pass for Yeah, for they'll now. still have a paper Fast Pass. Yeah, for but now. But the whole point, point is that Max Pass is like My Magic Plus, where you can book yours without having to be there. Suddenly standing in a 40-minute line doesn't seem like a bad thing anymore. But it's like, if they do it anything <laughs> Peter Pan like will have it though. World, it's gonna be awful if you have to choose three rides and then you have to wait and... Well, I don't think they're gonna be doing it like that because uh, that's specific to the fact that they're trying to make you stay at um, Disney World for a longer amount of time. Disneyland knows that like, you're, like the population is local and at that you get a lot of people who are tourists but they're not staying there all day. So they're not going to sit there and be like, there are different tiers, and you can only have this tier, this many of this tier. So maybe they'll do it the correct way and they're, I can pick it. I assume they're going to do it more like an actual fast pass, 
but they're going to still at the same time do it like um, like the one in Florida where they're going to give you three and they're going to be like, well, when you get through all three though, then we'll give you an additional one, except they're tricking you because all three of them are spread out over the day so there's no way that you're going to get that other one. Or if you do, you're not going to get that many more. Right. And they're also going to give you rides that you're probably not going to need it for. I.e. Small uh, Of course, the thing is, is that... Well, no, um, world, maybe. The, the <laughs> thing is, though, that at Disneyland, they also have the fact that right now, when they do start running Max Pass, all of the rides that have Fast Pass actually require Fast Pass because it's all of the e-tickets. And then they're joining in Haunted Mansion... Uh, what is it? It's Haunted Mansion, Matterhorn, and um, Peter Pan's uh, Flight. Peter Pan's Flight is probably going to be the one that's hard to get, if anything. Uh, I imagine because like no parent wants to stand in that line. Okay, I, not today. I can deal with the idea of standing in the Indiana Jones line, but the Peter Pan one is so big and so tight. Like there's no way you want to stand in that. I never. I never feel like that one's the worst. You're, you're, Which one, Peter Pan? Yeah, Peter Pan. To stand in line for it? Yeah, I you don't. You won't I even stand in line for it. I'm, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. You're getting up close I hate, and I, I've always hated, and I, if I never go on this ride again because of the queue, I will be, I will be Mania. happy. Is Toy Story Mania. <laughs> Toy Story I Mania is being added to uh, Max Pass. So much. I hate, I hate everything about it. I hate the hot box. I hate that you're outside. <laughs> I hate when people move the umbrella stuff. Mystery stuff falls off of the umbrella. <laughs> I hate that line. You're, you're just thinking, it. though, you're thinking out of hate. But <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking out of love, because I love Toy Story. And I hate that you have to be. That I do not go on it. So here's the issue. Um, and this is the issue everyone talks about, because it's always been true about Fast Pass in general. When you introduce FastPass to a ride, you immediately inject that standby line to all of a sudden being longer than it ever has. Now, I know you want to hate on Toy Story Midway Mania, uh, the queue, but realistically, the queue for to uh, Toy Story is a 40 minute wait. It's, ne it's never really longer than that. Uh, on days, no, it's definitely days, been no, longer than days that. Where, days where it's like you've got a bigger crowd in the park, you'll get it longer, but that's it's the thing it's is the only thing that's well, in that corner. That's the thing is that mainly it's 40 minutes. Now, the issue that people see is that when you introduce this max pass, that line is probably going to be an hour, and it's probably not going to move as quickly as it used to, which because is going to be even worse. Fast so pass line. Again, so if I never ride it again, I won't be fine. No, I think the worst one for me you is either that Peter Pan is in the straight sun too. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Peter Pan and you're right. And you're like this, like, like this. just it shoulder is, to it shoulder. Is, it is a little bit tight with Peter Pan, but like for example, mine is probably either Space Mountain or Indiana Jones. Space Mountain, you're still outside, and then when you go inside, you're still in the line. Indiana Jones, it's the same thing. You're still yeah, in line. So in Space Mountain goes super fast. Yeah. Uh -huh. Space Mountain Yeah, that one's super fast. Indiana Jones, I will give you, and I was gonna say that if anything, that would be my hated cue. But it's because, like, even though they have really cool stuff, it's shaded. It has all of the things that should be, like, in favor of it. The thing is, is that it's two queues. And when they give you the time, they're actually queuing you from the outside. They're not queuing you from the inside. So when you go into the inside, that's not considered part of it. 
And then You're the inside part. This, uh, this well, green. the inside part you walk, I think it's like a mile yeah, or something. It's well, not a mile. It can't be that. Probably like a half. But a you, a yeah, you walk a great distance because the thing is, is you're actually walking underneath the Jungle Cruise into that, um, you know, huge building that you can see from the tram ride. Yeah, you're walking into that building. What about you, Hunter? What's your worst cue? Very hard to say because I'm I was leaning towards Peter Pan just because you get fresh with the guy in front of you and you don't want to. You're like, Ugh, sorry, sir. It's not gonna happen like, again. I'm just like, sorry. I'm just happy to be at Disneyland. I'll Look, wait. I was gonna say Don't Peter make me Pan, go back Peter to Pan not. Because, <laughs> Peter yeah. Pan is pretty bad. Peter know. Pan is like one of the worst just because it's California. Everyone is wearing a tank shirt and it's everyone you. everyone is vegan and they don't believe in deodorant. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think the worst you're, part you're just is like, what's that smell? That? It can't be me. I I only bathe myself in berries. <laughs> I still no, think that hot box is the worst. The worst part of like that. the Peter Pan is like after you go outside, when you go inside in that line, you still get stuck, and then the people like who's like about to be next, like yeah. they smell. <laughs> you know, like, like feet. <laughs> Because they were just outside where you are. You probably smell just as bad. Uh, I do want to point out, too, that another, uh, another one, too, is uh, Haunted Mansion is a great example. Because Haunted Mansion has come off and on with um, Fast Pass and Standby. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's the reason why they they kept going back to just regular Standby is that when they first introduced Fast Pass onto Haunted Mansion, the attraction, the line, the queue just became awful. And then... You know, the the thing was is that they were like, oh well, this isn't worth it, so they took it off. Same thing with pirates. And the line dies. Um, actually, I think I don't think pirates is getting um, max pass. They better not be. That line is ever longer than thirty minutes. <laughs> well, that's the thing is haunted mansion is the same way. However, haunted mansion holiday is Gets a huge one, and they get fast pass because um, that one, even without fast pass, <laughs> is still a huge line. See, here's my problem with the haunted mansion. Like, I think, you know, after you go down the elevator, I just hate how it's so crowded. If you want to be with guests... Like, oh, the bottleneck? Group, no. Yeah. The bottleneck at Disney World is, the, is the worst, worst thing at Disney World. Because Disneyland you walk out, not that bad. and it's going into a small, small space. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and then it switches back. The, the fact that it switches back <laughs> at the end of it is probably the worst part. Because, like, like Disney, Disneyland's, it at least leads to a corner... But when it's it leads into that small enough. area, you're turning. It's so it's so just like, oh, whatever, I've got space. At Disney World, it's a small space, but then you have to turn around, too. And you're just like, nah. I'll just become I'll just a fixture here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be number 1,000. Yeah, I guess I'm number 1,000 today. Uh, moving on from there, though, and finally getting into Walt Disney World, uh, I wanted to talk about something awesome. Miss Adventure Falls opened at Typhoon Lagoon. So this is straight from uh, their description. As a world-famous oceanographer and member of the Society of Explorers, I love that they keep throwing that out there. So, like, Society of Explorers is from the Adventurers Club, and even though they took Adventurers Club out and it was, like, this well-loved thing, it was actually one of the first things that Joe Rohde ever worked on. It, it was a, it was like a, a dinner club where you had characters uh, that were adventurers that would like tell you stories and whatnot. Um, I love that they always reference Adventurers Club, but Adventurers Club is never coming back. But Disney World fans cannot like 
wrap their head around the fact that it is not coming back. It's gone. Well, because they're still throwing it in their faces. Well, <laughs> like, one thing I wanted to point out with that is that, um, for instance, uh, at Mystic Manor, uh, Lord Mystic is a member of the Society of Explorers. So, and they say that in the, in, like, it's pre-spiel. Yeah, it's and, uh, what is it, um, I think his name is Hightower, which is basically Joe Rohde at the Tower of Terror in, uh, Tokyo, is also a member. Like, you know, they, they just keep throwing it in there. But, uh, you know, moving on. So, Society of Explorers and Adventurers, C. Uh, Captain Mary made it her goal to sail the seven seas and collect treasures to share with the rest of the world. Typhoon Lagoon became the home of Captain Mary's ship after a rogue typhoon swept it and some of her artifacts to shore, where the locals then repurposed the goods and statues to create this family raft adventure. Along the way, you'll see Captain Mary's parrot and trusted diving partner, Duncan, who now lives inside the shipwreck and continues the treasure hunting tradition. He's busy chatting, singing, and keeping an eye out for even more treasure. So, like, uh, if you've watched the videos, the videos are actually pretty awesome. Like, I, I love it because um, one of the things is that they've got a, an animatronic of uh, the parrot inside there, and he talks and whatnot. Just, you know, plusing the fact that you're, realistically, you're at a water park. But they make it a themed water park, which is spectacular. Way more fun. Even though Universal is pretending like they've, they're creating uh, oh, something that has yet never been done. Which uh, actually, I think they finally started calling it a themed water park. But it's like, but that's not. That's exactly what Typhoon Lagoon and, and Blizzard Beach are. are. But whatever, they're stupid. I saw I saw a little clip of it that you had shared. It looked fantastic. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I love the banana coasters, oh, but fun. like this looks like this would be great to do, especially that it's a family one, so we can uh, take uh, my daughter on there. That'd be fantastic. Did you guys uh, check that out? Which one? The uh, Misadventures Falls. The the video. Type of it? The oh yeah yeah yeah. I thought the animatronics looked really good. Yeah. The ride looks really cool. I like all the the coasters as well. Those yeah, are all okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just love too like just watching the videos because they do such a just uh you know not to harp too hard on the fact that universal sucks at it but <laughs> they do so well with theming because it's like you're you're realistically on a you know you're on a water raft ride at a water park but like the way they do the trees the way they do the setup like you just feel like it's all like natural like you mean yeah it's not it's not like um at universal where they just try to shove everything in there and you're just like but i know that springfield shouldn't be right next to hogwarts <laughs> like i shouldn't be able to see homer simpson while i'm at hogwarts castle why is the new york times fair sitting right over there yeah. honestly they're they're awful um i'll get into that too later but uh Another thing, so BB-8 will finally be making his debut at Disney Hollywood Studios during the Galactic Nights. Now, Galactic Nights, I read the description, um, I failed to uh, copy it into here, but the thing I wanted to say is, like, it's basically, it's basically just, um, Star Wars Weekends. Like, anyone that's a Disney World fan knows what Star Wars Weekends is, and that's exactly what it is. Like, they've got guest speakers but the thing is is this is a hard ticket event so what they did is they made um star wars weekends a paid for event and i did see already that like mark hamill's gonna be there and stuff uh 
or maybe that was just the uh, celebration. I think Anthony Daniels said he was going to be there, though. Well, that's the thing, too, is that this also it goes in part with um, Star Wars Celebration, which is going to be in Orlando this year. So that's why I'm like, it's basically Star it's Wars just, Weekend. Yeah, it's, it's a paid-for version of it. But you're going to have BB-8 there. Um, I watched a video, though, because at Hong Kong you can already meet BB-8. And I thought they did a great job because BB-8, they put him up on like a kind of like a ledge. So he meets you like at your waist level. Because, of course, a big thing is that BB-8 is only like two feet tall or something like that. Oh, he's he's baby-sized. Yeah, he's a baby. (laughs) Uh, The only bad news is there's no news yet of when Disneyland will get BB-8. Of course. It is what it is. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Um, I need to touch BB-8. <laughs> I need to talk to him. So in the so in the rumor mill for Disney World, uh, I wanted to talk about Epcot. So Epcot's got like a lot of like rumors going on. So if you didn't know, um, they planned out like an expansion for everyone. So that's where you get D, uh, DCA 2.0 and New Fantasyland were the first things that you got. Then you're getting Star Wars Land at uh, Disneyland. You're getting an um, Avatar over at Animal Kingdom. Di- uh, Disney Hollywood Studios is getting Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land. And then the thing is, is that at the, you know, right at the end is Epcot. And there's a lot of talk of what's going to happen because a lot of the rumor is that it's the front end of the park is what they want to change. Um, one of the things is that, uh, and this is like probably the biggest rumor because it's been going on for a while like we've mentioned it before but uh they're talking about universe of energy being rethemed or even getting torn down and turned into a guardians of the galaxy attraction um of course this goes into the fact that at florida in florida they can't use like captain america and iron man because of universal's uh contract with marvel which that they signed in like 1984 um which i'm whatever but the thing is, is that luckily for us, Universal got very specific about which heroes they wanted. So Guardians of the Galaxy isn't considered part of that. Now, I heard nice. some stuff that there's like some weirdness to it, too, where there's like a question. The uh, Disney lawyers have to go around it because um, there there's a question that if uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, because Guardians is going to be a part of Avengers uh, Infinity War, they're saying that. Does that mean that they're considered Avengers? To which I have to say, why would that matter? Because in the comic books, everyone's an Avenger. Yeah. So technically, everyone's an Avenger. At some point, everybody's joined them. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I I don't I don't know how much that real that is a truth, but I do know that there there's still a whole thing that um, Disney is still trying to get around uh, the whole Marvel thing, and they're still actively like trying to talk to universal about getting their rights back because they're just like you know this is insanity and as much as everyone wants to talk about how great the uh universal um marvel area is which is not it's very yeah it's very crappy like it it's a better version of the toon lagoon which is also an awful area but Yeah, realistically, they have one good ride, and that's Spidey. the Spider-Man ride. But even that ride doesn't make sense because uh, he's tight. like twenty feet tall. Well, the Hulk's just a coaster; like, There's it Hulk. doesn't need to be Hulk. Dude, that one's easy enough to just spray paint in. Um, I know I've said stuff. it before, though. I do know that uh, there's a whole thing that 
Universal is actually like behind the scenes trying to figure out how they what they're gonna do with the Marvel area if they decide to get rid of it because as much as people want to say that you know they they love having the Marvel area just to screw with Disney the thing is is that they have to share those profits with Disney so they don't love it (laughs) that's the thing they don't like and especially um they have their own properties and I know like we know people that work at Universal one of the things is that um, they are considered I know like and this has to deal with the Hulk coaster too that they were considering redoing it as Fast and Furious but then and this goes into a dark area Paul Walker passes away and now they don't know if that franchise is as viable as it used to be so mm. they're you know that's why they're like eh. and then you know they are putting in a new Fast and Furious right over at uh, Universal Orlando you know the studio park but then I'm not even going to say that that means that they're not going to do Fast and Furious as a land because they did that with Harry Potter. So why would they give a crap that they do that in the park? But um, moving on from all of that craziness. Uh, another thing is the land. They're talking about like bringing characters into that. Uh, we talked about this like off mic. It doesn't like to me, it doesn't make much sense. But um, the rumor that I heard, which actually is a pretty good one, is that... Uh, the land would actually get a Zootopia redo, where uh, like living with the land would get like Zootopia brought so into have, it. Like, so you know Judy the Hops and Nick Wild. Yeah. So like the beginning part of it, where it's like the attraction part, that they would introduce that as the different areas of Zootopia, which I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be cute. But it's like ultimately it but would make no time, sense no. when we get into the end part of it, where it's an actual greenhouse. That wouldn't make sense then. All but. I, I... Yeah, to me, like, ultimately, it'll feel like they just shoved them in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, the sea with Nemo and Friends, oh, where man. they just feel like they just forced that in there. Are they going to add, like, a target, too? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, on top of that, uh, there's also the Imagination Pavilion uh, possibly getting a redo. Now, we've talked about this before with, like, Inside Out. Um, and that's where I go back to, like, Zootopia and stuff. Because, like, my thing is, is that ultimately, everybody's wrong about imagination. Because, like, all of the rumor is that it's going to be inside out. Because inside, when it comes down to it, as much as some people, like, uh, other podcasts talk about how they hate inside out. The thing is, is that inside out made $900 million. Like, that was a huge movie, considering it was actually a very depressing movie. Now, the issue with that is that Figment is inside Imagination. That's where I go back to the same thing where I'm like, Inside Out will not go in there unless Inside Out is brought in with Figment. Because, and we were talking about it earlier, Figment is apparently like the number two selling plush at Disney World, and they're never going to get rid of that, uh, that I like market. Figment. But we had this discussion too. Yes. The original style segment is amazingly cool. The this, this current segment we have like on the ride, you're like, you're you're mean. I don't <laughs> understand you. But that's also where I go back to that same thing. It's like they've already taken Figment out before, and they saw the backlash of it. So it's like they're not going to do it again. However, I agree with Hunter. Uh, Hunter said off mic that they could do Inside Out, and without Bing Bong, they just introduced Figment instead, and like that would work. Yeah, he's your imagination. Boom. Now, uh, this is where I get into, like, the stuff that, um... Well, like, one of the things that I read that I think is a complete farce is Mexico. That they're gonna redo the, uh, Rio del Tiempo again. 
But this time, instead of uh, having the three caballeros there, that they're going to rip out Donald Duck and the three caballeros and bring in a more... And I love the way they... The, in the article I read, it was like, they're going to bring in a uh, bigger property by bringing in Disney Pixar's Coco, which I was like, first of all, I don't know how you can say a bigger property because Donald no Duck. one has seen Coco. Coco comes out in like November or something like that. So it's like, that doesn't make sense that you would say it's a bigger property. We, no one's seen it. The first trailer just came out. Yeah. So I'm like, don't like Disney's never going to roll the dice on something they're not sure of. And, and we've seen that. Yeah. Just like the whole thing with Inside Out. We've, that's been rumored for a few years now, and they still haven't done it. You know why? Because they don't want to roll the dice on Figment. And that's the thing, is they're, not, they're never yeah. going to take the chance. So I'm like, they're not going to rip out Donald Duck uh, for... For the Fab Four. <laughs> yeah. For, well, no, for, um, you know, uh, Coco. And then at that... It's Donald Duck, first off. You know? Well, at that, too, like, the whole thing is that... The whole thing is that... The Donald Duck ride is... It's not super popular, but the thing is, and, you know, I know all of us can attest to it. It fills up that little queue that it has already. So yeah. it's like, if you introduce, like, a bigger property, what what are you going to do about that, that queue? That poor marketplace will get yeah. swarmed. That's you have what's going to happen. At, you, you have to look at the Frozen ride. The Frozen ride, they had to completely redo that area because they knew that that was all going to be queue now. Because before, you could just walk on the Maelstrom. Yeah. Like... Frozen, they knew there's no version where you were going to walk into that. You had to sprint to get a good spot. Um, so moving on. Uh, this one, I think, is like probably more of a possibility, but then at the same time, maybe not. Uh, they're talking about doing more attractions in the World Showcase. And not doing something cool like, uh, you know, the, um, the river raft ride or whatever in Germany that was supposed to be there. They're talking about bringing in something that's, of course, already done. But uh, the cool thing is that the po- uh, the big one that they're talking about is in France bringing in the Ratatouille ride or possibly even the Beauty and the Beast attraction that they're planning for Tokyo, which both of those are e-ticket um, attractions. attractions that are uh, that are the trackless system. So, like, I'm down for whatever they decide on that. Right. The Ratatouille then- one's really cool. Yeah, Ratatouille would actually... I think Ratatouille would be, like, the best one. But I know that because, like, Beauty and the Beast is a huge property, that that's, of course, always going to be in their mind. Yeah. Now, the other thing that they're talking about is a new pavilion. And this goes back to the same rumor mill of Epcot. Epcot has always had the rumor of getting a new pavilion. Be it Israel or something South American or Australia... But um, the current rumor is that uh, it's going to be Brazil. Now, the reasoning for this, though, is that Brazil is like a huge market for Disney World. Because apparently they do like tour groups uh, every like um, month or so or whatever at Disney World. But they come in like packs of like 40 when they do it. So it's like that's a huge They're market. dollar signs. <laughs> so for them, it's like whatever. We'll, we'll do it. But I, ultimately, I don't see them making a new pavilion. They're, yeah. they're just not going to do it. Um, moving into the studio, so Indiana Jones 5 was officially announced, which I'm super excited. Uh, they announced, uh, Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford reunite as Indiana Jones returns to theaters July 19, 2019. 
Indiana Jones re- will return to the big screen July 19, 2019 for Ooh. a fifth epic adventure. Why well, they repeat themselves like that? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, in the blockbuster series. Steven Spielberg, who directed all four previous films, will helm the as-yet-untitled project, with star Harrison Ford reprising his iconic role. Franchise veterans Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall will produce. Indiana Jones is one of the greatest heroes in cinematic history, and we can't wait to bring him back to the screen in 2019, said Alan Horn, the chairman of Walt Disney Studios. It's rare to have such a perfect combination of director, producers, actor, and role, and we couldn't be more excited to embark on this adventure with Harrison and Steven. Now, we're all big Indiana Jones fans, so I'm super excited. I know I've had like a huge discussion with other people about this, where it's like upsetting that they keep going with Harrison Ford just because like he is, he's (laughs) older, but then it's also the thing that Indiana Jones was created as, like, the American version of James Bond. And James Bond changes every so often. So it's like, why is Indiana Jones not change at all? Like, I want my Indiana Jones the way I want my Indiana Jones. I want him young, and I want him punching Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... It's Harrison Ford, though. Yeah, but but on top of that, yes, he is that character. (laughs) Like... Um, I, I say it all the time, like watching, like I rewatch um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and even though people hate on it, I'm it's gonna tell right. you right now, just get ready for some, for me to just oh, no. blast you. Oh no! When it comes to Indiana Jones movies, it's gonna be um, Last Crusade is the best. Raiders. Raiders. I'll give you Raiders can be best in your in your mind if you want, just because it's the original, but. Temple of Doom is definitely the worst one. Yes, it is. It's, and it's... Kingdom of Crystal Skull would be a step above <laughs> Temple of Doom. Though I will say that they are close to each other. I do I do enjoy all those movies. Temple of Doom is like the dumbest one. And it contradicts him as a character. It does, but, I don't but need... we can end that later. Yeah, I don't need a nerd out right now. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I'm excited to see more Indiana Jones. You think they're going to kill him off in the last one? Like I don't see that happening. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I don't see that I mean, that they happening. kill him on freaking Star Wars. Yeah, but he wanted to die in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that man has been that... trying to kill himself off since since uh, Empire. <laughs> that That's the funny thing, is he wanted to die in Star Wars, but he loves doing Indiana Jones. So it... Yeah, wasn't that part he of his clause when he returned? Sense. Yeah, I know, like, that. that's actually a thing I was talking to someone about, uh, where he was trying to say that he only wants to do Indiana Jones because he, does, he can't get any more work, which I'm like... No. He, he is the... Well, with Star Wars The Force Awakens, he is the highest grossing actor of all time. So it's like, he is not in any worry of roles. He can take whatever role he wants. He could keep making um, Cowboys and Aliens over and over again, and we will still see it because hey, he's in it. I, and he will still be the I highest grossing... He'll <laughs> still be the highest grossing actor of all time because he has... Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and he even had Jack Ryan in the eighties. And to a to a certain extent, he also had Blade Runner, which is also getting a sequel. Uh, And that that was well, yeah, that's a great point. That's not Disney, but that's a great point. Uh, I actually, well, I actually talked about that too because I was like, he has Blade Runner also, and what made me laugh is the person I discussed it with. He said that Blade Runner only got made because of um, because of the director and because of. the director's vision and I was like no Blade Runner got made for two reasons because Harrison Ford was on board and Ryan Gosling was joined on and he was trying to tell me that like studios don't care about uh, stars anymore but it's like 
you're that's alive. That's the thing. As much as you, as, who are you talking to? Yeah, as much as as much as I agree to Sounds the like point a that. Actor. Well, see, as much as I want to agree to the point that like the viewer, like the audience member, doesn't care as much anymore of like the act, like of seeing like a huge actor in the movie. The thing is, is that studios studios will always still see it that way. Like, look at La La Land. La La Land got got made mostly off of Ryan Gosling being attached to it. True. So I mean, like that's the thing is, it's like Harrison Ford is a huge draw. Anchor Anchorman too. Like I wouldn't have watched that without Harrison Ford being. (laughs) That movie was quite garbage. (laughs) That's garbage, if you will. Anchorman. The first one? The second, the second one. Oh, the second one. I would never watch Morning too. Glory without him in it. <laughs> but that's just because I don't like Ra- uh, I don't like Rachel McAdams' uh, little buttons on her cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just moving on. I'm just going to move on. So this is the final piece I wanted to bring up in the news, in our huge, huge news that we're talking. So at the Disney Investors Conference, they revealed... <laughs> The first footage of Star Wars The Last Jedi, and basically the internet blew up at this point. Especially, I'm going to read you a detailed description of the shots in it, but this part specifically is the first one, and I saw it like when it first hit uh, the Twitter sphere, and seriously, everyone freaked out. Because the first shot of this was... The scene at the end of Force Awakens with Rey holding the lightsaber to Luke, and Luke looks at her, and he uh, says, Who are you? Everyone freaked out at the moment that he spoke, and they were just like, Oh my god! He's not a He talks! Um, so, uh, before I get super into it, I do want to point out one sucky thing, and this is a little um, spoilerish, but like slight spoilerish. Uh, so a big thing with the last Jedi name was that uh, Jedi can be both singular and it can be uh, you plural. know plural. But the thing is, is that they purposely called it the last Jedi, so you're not certain if they're talking about Luke or if they're talking about them together or as Luke a plural, and Leia. or if they're talking or about Leia. and Rey, or if they're talking about that Luke is gonna die and that Rey is the Taking only the one helm. left. Because that's like a big rumor that was going on, but I, I was think just, that's the case. I'm just like that can't happen because they already Han Solo. They're not gonna Han Solo Luke in the second one, but whatever. Um, so this is the little spoilerish thing. So when they uh, when they released the um, well, this was a little while ago, but when they released the um, Star Wars like uh, poster, they did it in different languages too, and I think it's specifically the uh, Portuguese one. It's um, it, you know, it reads in it, but the thing is, is that in Portuguese, it doesn't translate the same. So it straight up is like, uh, it was like los, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, los means plural. So they're like, so that Ooh. like lets you know, like, like that, that they mean Jedi like... plural. So that like gave a, the, that's the thing is, or no, actually, I don't think it was Portuguese. I think it was the Spanish one. Is but it's... either way, like, the point is, is that the uh, international uh, poster gave away that it is plural because, you know, internationally you can't just say the. It, yeah. It's either singular or it's plural. But whatever. So moving on into the shots in this. So uh, after the who are you, they show a shot of Poe Dameron in his X-Wing yelling, it's now or never, and then it cuts to BB-8. They show fighters flying through a lineup of uh, the Resistance fleet 
um, which they say, like, kind of had, like, that same, uh, you know, like, rogue one-shot over a scarif. Um, they show Chewbacca roaring. They show a shot of Captain Phasma, which I'm assuming is, like, all of her role in the movie. <laughs> Why is she in this? Yeah. Um, they, they show Finn dressed as a First Order officer on the bridge of a First Order ship with actress Kelly Marie Tran uh, standing to Finn's left, also dressed in a First Order uniform. They show several shots of Rey lighting up and spinning uh, Luke's lightsaber, the blue lightsaber. Uh, Rey's hand in slow motion with all five fingertips touching the ground and pebbles and dirt start hovering around her hand. Leia turning to the camera with a hologram of the fleet behind her. An X-Wing uh, flying into a hangar, uh, possibly the Resistance, since it looked like uh, another X-Wing was parked inside of it, with the nose of the X-Wing flaring, popping upwards as the X-Wing braked quickly in the air. There's also a wide shot of the island with Rey out on the point of the ridge practicing with her lightsaber as Luke is farther up the ridge looking down towards her. And that's how the whole thing ends. So like I read this and I'm just like foaming at the mouth like yes, this is everything I want to see. <laughs> like it, it's very reminiscent to the Force Awakens um, original like trailer but at the same time, like, it's everything you want to see. It's just, like, everything you, to get you excited for the movie. Yeah, to be fair, all the trailers for, for uh, Force Awakens got me. Are you talking about the original one where it was just, yeah, like, I'm saying talking and they're just like, it's coming, guys. Yeah, and then even at that, I also want to bring up, because uh, J.J. Abrams actually says it in the special features on Force Awakens. Some of those shots were specifically shot for the trailer. Like, uh, I believe the shot of BB-8 is specifically shot for the trailer. But then they threw it into the movie because they were like, well, we have the shot anyway, so... Why not use it? Yeah, there, there's like a few shots, I guess, um, in those uh, first trailers that were only for the trailer. But um, they, they, made it to the cut. they put them into the movie so that it didn't seem like, oh, wait, where was this? Even though, Ro as we all know, Rogue One famously just took things that were already cut out of the movie and what just threw them back in there. <laughs> What will you become? The uh, Rogue One, um, I had a huge discussion on that too, but we're super getting long. Um, but how do you feel, George, on the sizzle reel? What's your reactions? I like it. You like it? I mean, I'm a little upset that Luke's first words weren't uh, like the ones that I saw, where it was him singing "Hello." Is it me? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's me. God. <laughs> Hello from the other side. No. But no, uh, I think like ultimately, like just reading this stuff, I was just like, oh my God, like I, I wanted to see this. And one thing I am upset about is that we didn't get this with Beauty and the Beast. Um, there's rumors that it's going to come out in like mid-April for theaters, but I want to know what movie are they planning to right. throw it before? Because none of theirs are coming out. Just to like go back just a little bit. The only way I see this thing being better, and I know it sounds stupid, but I just wanted it, I want it to happen so bad, would be a shot of Luke with the green lightsaber in front of Kylo Ren that getting ready for an epic duel. So yeah. that was actually a thing I wanted to bring up too, and that that's a big um, rumor thing, is that there are no shots of Kylo Ren at all. So there's like a huge thing, they're like, what does he look like in this one? Well, he's probably on the um, star going up his head. I've seen, I've seen a lot of like fan art that that's what he's gonna look like. Um, once again, like 
Adam Driver did a great job, but I don't want to see his ugly face. Like, you know, it's like when you watch Star Wars, you don't watch it going, oh, if Darth Vader took off his mask, though, that would be so spectacular. You should have just never taken it off. You took it off, he says, ugh, put it back on. That's Han Solo's kid? <laughs> That's Han Solo's kid? Should have gotten a, a uh, king test, or should have gotten a test done. <laughs> He's gonna have that great That's not my kid. Yeah, um, but like a big thing is that you don't see Kylo Ren, so a lot of people are like, oh, what's he look like? There's a lot of discussion that he's gonna look really cool with the scar and whatnot. I'm guessing a la Anakin Skywalker in um, Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) However, my thing, like, like I just said, I want him in the mask. Like the whole point of him wearing, and at that, it. A lot of th- a lot of people said it after Force Awakens. This is truly like an iconic look now. Like they still put it on all their merchandise. So it's like you have to have him in the mask. The droid stole a freighter. <laughs> I was watching it earlier. Oh, there was a girl. It, we haven't confirmed it, but we believe FN two one eight seven was with it. Was with it. No, um, uh, but I was just saying, like, what's your reaction on the, um, sizzle reel? How do you feel about it? Or the description of the sizzle reel? Um, I thought the whole concept of the Jedi being plural was pretty interesting. Well, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I know, uh, one listener in particular, Nathan, just get ready, I'm about to reference the Super Bowl. But, you know, as much as people want to say, you know, the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead. The Jedi blew a 10,000-2 lead. So. <laughs> <laughs> How do we let this happen? I just want to see it. I, I just want to see the trailer. And the, I like, agree. Like, I thought we were going to see it before Beauty and the Beast, but no. Yeah, I, yeah, I stated that like the rumor is that it's supposed to come out like mid-February. Or I mean February, April. April? But um, that's the thing is I'm like, what's it going to go before? Because it's obviously going to be a... It has to be a blockbuster that they're going to throw it before. But then the thing is, is it's like, well, which one? And then at that, which one are they basically giving business to when they do it? Because this trailer, like, this is definitely a trailer that people are going to go out to see. They'll be excited to see this before the film. Uh, I mean, it'll be Guardians? Well, I hate to say it, but uh, I think it's going to be Guardians, but Guardians is May. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) don't make me wait! Don't do this to me. <laughs> no, but um, ultimately, I think the what they gave us in the sizzle reel, it sounds like, like I said, it's going to be a bunch of shots that are going to get you super excited and basically pull you through till uh, the movie December. comes out in December. Though I do want to point out, and it's been pointed out a few times, uh, with Force Awakens, we had a trailer a full year before the movie came out. The, this one, they're super pushing it. But um, I think it's, to be honest, um, I, I believe it's truly just that they don't want to flood the market. Because we just had Rogue One come out in uh, December. So it was like they didn't want to have you like watching Rogue One, seeing Sizzle stuff for uh, Last Jedi going, well, I just want to see Last Jedi. That's like, if you, that's like if you went and saw Spider-Man and they were like, by the way, Avengers Infinity War. And you're like, well, I don't even care to watch Spider-Man. Like, you get a full-fledged uh, yeah, I'd rather watch with... Avengers then. 
That's why. That's why Captain America: The First Avenger had the trailer for um, Avengers after it. They're like, yes. <laughs> so finally, after all of that uh, long-windedness, we're gonna talk about Beauty and the Beast because we just saw it yesterday for its early premiere. Um, I'm just gonna say it outright uh, because all of us, you know, pretty much feel the same. Um, spectacular movie, and, and I'm just gonna throw on there too. Anyone that's a listener knows I was, <laughs> as of last week, I was hating this movie already. Just going, oh, it can't be that great, you know, blah blah blah. But uh, it it really like blew me away that they were able to take a story that I know, and they expanded on it. But they also like um, they gave like the characters more depth, which I was very amazed about. Uh, what what are some of your guys' like feelings though? Well, I know we said it off mic, and it's been in a lot of the reviews. Gaston and LeFou are easily, like, two people that stole the movie away. Yes. But not only that, but I, I like LeFou how... especially. LeFou was so, so great in it. Yeah. And, and I want to throw out there, too, the whole, like, gay moment that they were talking about. It's nothing to write home about. Like, it's not... I, and I'm not saying that, like, in a negative sense towards, like, the gay community or whatever. I'm saying that in a sense for all those haters that were like, I will boycott this movie. It's like, There's this nothing was nothing boycott. more than, like, anything I, you've seen it before. Was, like, one or two moments, and you're like, oh, okay. He's gay. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I, I, liked, uh, I liked how they gave us more backstory on uh, Maurice, though. It I wasn't think- a lot of backstory, but they did enough. I didn't care too much for that. I, I, I did like how they, like you said, how they expanded on the other characters. I thought that was pretty neat. I thought the singing was better in the animated one. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, come on. Yeah. The, the only negative <laughs> point I really had is the singing in the original animated one is better. And then, like, I... But My, I still enjoyed this one. Like, yes. when, like, the bell song, Gaston, like, I was still <laughs> singing along to it. Yes. Like, that, that's just, like, a thing you do. And, and like... They brought a, uh, a few songs from the um, Broadway the over. Um, I would definitely say, like, if anything, the movie was, a, like, a representation of the Broadway. Yeah. Um, I, ultimately, though, I think they did a spectacular job. I loved it. Uh, I I really, like... I thought the script was really good. Like, yeah. the dialogue didn't seem cheesy I, at all. I thought they... The wardrobe was phenomenal. They did a good job, too. Um, like, they, they even, like, covered plot holes that were in the original one yeah, like, yeah, yeah. one of the biggest plot holes in the intro they say that he's like 16 and then they say like after the years like people forgot about him and it, everyone's like that's well people quick. nowadays are like that's quick, well, yeah. they're like well how long was he there they're like what do you mean because but, uh that's a that's a royal family yeah I, I love that they threw it in there as it was part of the curse that part of the curse was that people yeah. forgot about the castle about it um yeah, like the... Oh, another negative thing. I know George brought it up uh, off mic. Uh, the CGI is like another thing that I was just like not in love with. But, you know, once again, anyone that listens to this knows I'm not a big fan of CGI slightly, in general. Slightly so. overdone with the CGI work. But yeah. it I was that thing... I could have actually like had Beast as Beast. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's the thing is like they used it as a crutch. They were just like, oh yeah, let's just make them all CGI. Like, um... Like, one one point I had was, like, Lumiere. Um, at times, I was just like, ugh. He's just animated. Like, it's just the voice of Ewan McGregor. I love Ewan. Whatever Ewan does, I'm all for. 
Oh, I would have preferred That's... them to like, uh, I don't know, like put makeup on him and then uh, digitally Modify make him. It. Yeah, but whatever. That's my To thing. be fair, to, to go on your point, I love Ewan McGregor, so you know, that's what the selling point was for me on the movie. Like, he's going to be Lumiere. And you know I'm what? Down. I thought he was actually a spectacular part, too, was uh, Ewan McGregor yeah, as Lumiere. Was, um, like, he was a super yeah. strong point. Especially considering, like, in the actual movie, he's, like, obviously a, a strong, very strong yeah. character. So for them to represent that in the live action was great. Yeah. Same with uh, his relationship with Cogsworth. Yes. But then again, the, yeah. the, uh, the friendship have, there. Yes. You have to remember, this is the same man who uh, took a role that was revealed uh, or um, revered, which was Obi Wan Kenobi, just, and he made it his ooh. own. Where now people don't even recognize old man o- Obi Wan anymore. They're just like Ewan as Obi Wan. You are the chosen one. <laughs> you are the chosen one. But yeah, I mean, we can't say we can't gush enough about it. Like um, it was just it was a good movie. Like even though like we already knew the events and we knew the ending, like. It was still very much entertaining and like enjoyable. It I seemed, thought it was really Yeah, it didn't seem drawn out. You're just like, no. I I'm liking this. Yeah, like, and then, um, like the scenes like um when Gaston is like trying to gather the, the townspeople. townspeople to go like kill the beast, like I felt motivated by Gaston. He's right scene. And then ultimately like with Emma Watson, like I think the the pictures of her dress didn't really do it much justice, but in the film, like her dress looked really nice. And then I I don't know, it seemed like very like um, when they were doing the uh, ball gown or sorry, what is it the the ball scene? The ball scene. Yeah. Um, I thought that reminded me a lot of like the actual the animated one. Um, but I, I was happy with that. Like I like that they didn't really yeah. go like super I mean, I, I love the beginning. How, you know, in the beginning of the animated, they show the story, whatever. Yeah. And right there, they actually show you what happened. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, one, one thing I actually want to give them credit for, I thought they were going to do a big point, and this is like also with the Star Wars we were just talking about, where they were going to show you the actors multiple times as their human selves. So to sell the point that, well, we paid for Ewan McGregor, so we're going to show oh. you Ewan McGregor. I was surprised. For you don't see him as a human until him. the ending yeah. of the movie. Actually, uh, which I, all I of was, them. Yeah, all of them. Uh, no, a couple of them you saw in the beginning scene. But the oh, thing yeah, is, right, spe- right. Uh, specifically, it was uh, Cogsworth and um, Lumiere. You don't actually see them. You see, like, a little bit of them, but you don't actually see them. Yeah, because they're talking to him directly. Um, I was surprised that they went that route. Uh, I like how uh, Gaston's trying to, trying to commit a murder. Oh my Gaston did God. fantastic. I thought like, he did like, so what? good. What? He punched uh, yeah. Maurice. Like, wow, he just went from crazy stalker <laughs> guy to murderer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it wasn't, a, Maurice. it wasn't a far cry from where he was. He was a bad guy. That was the point. But. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like uh, here's one thing I did not like. Now I'm like I, I don't want. Don't get mad, all right? So Gaston. Okay, listen, Gaston. His voice, like when he was singing, it wasn't like a manly voice. Like I thought his the, singing. Gaston, like, if anything, yeah, I thought his I thought singing his was singing the was best. A, yeah. No, listen. Yeah. That, like the like, animated one, right? The you know behind the scene, like how the guy was actually singing. Now, that guy, okay, he looked like Gaston. Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy had like a perfect chin, body, <laughs> and the hair too. It was like, why did you well, pick him? George is in love with this guy. <laughs> that, 
That that's a point we made though is that um, the singing, the singing by comparison was not as good. I will say Gaston was, was the best. You, you know what's funny though is the singing. Uh, the easiest comparison I would make it to is La La Land because La La Land I felt the same way where it's like the singing isn't that great, but I'm like you know it's still a great movie, but the singing isn't like what you want it to be like, and, and maybe I, and I've told people I'm like maybe we're just spoiled because in Disney animated films. They get the singing. Not only is it on point, it fits character. It fits the, character. It fits the emotion of the yeah. scene. Like, um, I felt like it. W- it seemed like too much that they were trying to force emotion into their singing. But it's like, you can you can uh, you can give like a good singing and give you emotion. Taylor Swift does it all the time. No, but, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, but these like these. The, actors that's what aren't I wanted singers, to say. Is though. they're not singer. They're not traditional singers. So that was the thing. The only one that I know is actually a singer is Josh Gad. But, yeah. Because he did um, Book of Mormon. So like he is like an He's actual like Broadway that. like singer and whatnot. And, and I want to say Maurice is too. Um, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Uh, but I don't think the rest. I want to say the rest of them aren't. Well, there's no way it was Emma. No, Watson, you know, she maybe said she needed singing lessons. Yeah, she she yeah. took singing lessons. But I think maybe she, Dan she Stevens as the beast because he he actually he probably did the best at matching what was already there. Who? Dan beast. Stevens as beast. Oh. His singing like Forevermore got me. Really? By the way, that song was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great was like, song. I'll wait here forever. <laughs> His singing was like on was on key though. It was exactly how you think of uh, yeah. the beast. It reminded me a lot of the. Beast. That, that's yeah. the thing is like now I understand. I love Emma Watson, pain. but I'm like she was the weak part for me. <laughs> I, I agree. I she did and it was fine, it was her though. singing though is the weak part. Yeah. Her I acting think was she great. Did fine, but, but I mean, how was she not gonna sing though? No, I'm not saying well, that she wasn't going to sing. Like, I'm saying that if because they, she's not a singer. She was the, was she was the, the weakling singing-wise. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I wanted it to be Paige O'Hara style. I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. He wanted yeah. to do it I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be that, like, sound of that's, music that's scene. That's what I heard in my mind, okay? That's, yeah, that's when she I did it, she was like, I want adventure in the great wide... I'm like... Let, let me tell you this, Emma. That's not how you. I say want it. you to. <laughs> I want you to try to perform to me that you're stuck in a little town, and you're a big person in this little town, and you want the world, but you're uh, stuck here. I think she did fine. Apparently, he needs to be a director. I, I listen. Think, yeah. I think. I think she like did Hank good. Hill. Here's your motivation. So uh, let's try that again. Let's try it again, just uh, better. better. <laughs> No, but um, like my like my review that I posted online about it was uh, it was a loving, a lovingly made re- uh, remake of the original classic, and they expanded and fully and some of the characters fully brought them in as characters. Yeah, they're 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 giving you extra story details, and and when you watch the animated film, you don't re- uh, and then you you think about this new one, you're like, wow, they did a good job adding stuff into this. Yeah, you know, it makes, it makes me- sense. Yeah, you know what makes me mad too is that um, the reviews. I know I had like said them before. Like the reviews were, they were all positive, but everyone's like complaints were that they felt like the new. They didn't like the new songs. They didn't like the uh, expansion on background characters. And then like you're reading these reviews, like so what you wanted was a literal shot, shot. for shot. 
of the animated version. But then at that, I'm like, they would have been like, but the singing's not the same. And you would have been like, so you want Paige O'Hara? You want all of the actors? Like, you just want them there. To be honest, what I felt like with this movie, like watching Cinderella, like the live action Cinderella and like the Jungle Book, I felt like they cared more about like the story with this one. I felt like they wanted to keep it more like true to like the animated one. I mean, and more of like what we what we wanted to see. I know I've said it many times. I have not watched Jungle Book or cared to, but I have read reviews and I've listened just, to people's reviews. The thing is, is that I would actually say that this is very com- uh, uh, comparable to that because a lot of people said that what they did with Jungle Book, or specifically John Favreau, is he made a loving recreation of the one of his favorite one of his favorite disney movies but he also brought in aspects from the book that uh weren't in the original animated classic like i know there's a whole thing in there where it gives you the backstory of shere khan explaining mm-hmm. why he hates people and why he feels yeah, this way and you're sitting there like okay i get it i, I get why you think mowgli's a danger yeah like everyone. um like that was actually a big thing I felt in this one is that when they expanded on the characters, like uh, one thing is uh, in the movie, I thought to myself with, you know, Mrs. Potts and Lumiere and Cogsworth, they brought in their desperation that they want to be human again specifically. And they, you know, they, they kind of like uh, mention it to each other about that. And then like Belle even says it to them where she's like, you know, why are you guys, uh, why, do you care for why, do you ca- why do you care so much? And why were you guys cursed? And they say that, you know, it's because it's, it's fault their too. fault that he became that. And I love that they brought that in, but then at the same time, like, the like I just felt like they gave a better interpretation that they were desperate yeah. to become human again. Like, uh, as much as Beast wants to be human, it was like they wanted it more. And they were, like, even at that, like, when he was like, I let her leave. Like, the way they reacted was what I wanted yeah, to like, see. Not, like... In, in the animated one, like, I love the animated one, but, like, when the, like, uh, what, Mrs. Potts specifically, she's like, it's because she, uh, he loves her. He and then, it's just like, you know, I'd be sitting there like, you know what, I don't want to be a cop! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are and he's like, then why are we still like this? Yeah. I will say, like, like Hunter said, um, like, seeing them actually become, like, Inanimate oh, objects. I, I thought that was a little heartbreaking. Was a little You're like, what is going on? Did we hear any of Ari- Ariana Grande parts at all? We no. ran away. No, it was it was in the <laughs> credits. Oh, it was in the credits. But then that was the thing is that. Um, oh, I did like that they did Celine Dion, Dion song yeah. first yeah, like, before. Like, well, the Celine Dion song was uh, it was actually it was just, the was uh, Bell song. Yeah. Um, not not not, not the song. It Bell, was Bell's song that she sings about like. Uh, when what is it? It's like um, when something's a memory, or s- mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I know that like the three songs in the credits. It's uh, the Celine Celine Dion singing the uh, more. Th- <laughs> the the said, song that they sing in Paris. I was about to say more more than a memory, but that's a Garth Brooks. That's Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's something about memory. Um, yeah, it's the Paris song. Uh, then it's Ariana Grande featuring John Legend. It should have been the other way. Uh, singing, yeah. Actually, I think it is actually the other John way, but Legend should never be, like, um, second. But uh, they're singing yeah. Beauty and the Beast, and then at the end of it, it's Josh Groban singing uh, acoustic... I think it's acoustically, but he's singing uh, Forevermore, which is the Beast song. Um, 
I, I wanted to bring up too, like we saw Beauty and the Beast at the Smith Center here. They did like the Broadway one. And my one complaint I would make about it is that I thought that they made the Beast too silly in that one. And I thought this one, like, they perfectly captured. Oh, he, more like he a was a jerk. Baby. Yeah, he yeah, like the the one that we, uh, the Broadway version. They make it more silly because it's like people don't want to see him just like you know mel uh, all melancholy. But um, they that gave was the him thing more is they personality yeah, in and this, one. And this <laughs> one like he said a joke. Yeah, and this like, one like uh, and as that joke, I like that they gave a reasoning to. <laughs> It was a simplistic reasoning, ultimately. But it's a good reasoning, nonetheless. Uh, but, like, like, it gave you more. It gave you more for why he is the way he is. Why uh, they felt like uh, they, need, they needed to help him. Why they were ultimately cursed with him. Like, I, just everything. I thought everything they expanded well. I need to see it again, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I would definitely say, for this year, um, this is the first movie I've seen that I'm like, I would watch this again. This is, yeah, this is the first new film I've seen. Spoiler alert, I've seen Logan and Kong, and I would definitely say that Beauty and the Beast I would own and watch again. Oh my god. I watched Logan twice. I want to buy this movie I album. watched Logan once, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like Hugh Jackman, I'm done. <laughs> Rest in peace. Do you, do you want Deadpool 2? Deadpool 2 looks funny. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like Deadpool, but, like, Deadpool is also a movie I'm, like, I would never pay for. Like, uh... I didn't see it in theaters. Like, uh, Logan, I would say, after watching it, I would have never watched that in theaters. If it it wasn't for the fact that I knew it was his last movie, I would not have watched that in theaters. Kong Skull Island. After watching it, I'm like, I regret that I paid to watch this. (laughs) I will say, at least we didn't pay to see it in uh, 3D. I would have been more mad, but... Kong was the, this was probably the best Kong movie though. Well, yeah, it's miles above oh. uh, the not um, with Jack Jack Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson one, but like here's Adrian Brody. Why? Stop. I mean, I I don't want to get super anti on the Kong thing, but like Kong, the the reason the reason why it was just like it, it was a thing where it was like it was Jurassic World. They were all cardboard characters. Only Jurassic World is fantastic. Well, <laughs> Jurassic, what it is is Jurassic World has cardboard characters, but they meet the requirements that you're just, like, invested a little. The problem was, is in this one, like, Brie Larson specifically, like, I don't remember her name or what the reasoning okay. for her being there was. Uh, there wasn't a reason. The only two characters, Samuel L. Jackson yes, and, and John C. C. Riley, and, and they made the and movie. John C. Riley was probably the best. Yeah, they, they definitely made the movie. I felt like they did a lot of, like, genre stuff, too, where it was just, like, confusing what they were getting at. Because it was, like, the, they went for Silly with John C. Riley, Then they went for Apocalypse Now and Dramatic with uh, Samuel Jackson. They had, like, this crazy monster stuff going on. They had, like, this weird yeah, but drama. They, they do that with, like, like it's, it is drama, and then all of a sudden, like, things are okay, but then it brings you back to the realization that, like, hey... I feel like there there were too many moments that they wanted it to be like horror almost inspired but I I will say Kong ultimately is it's good and I'm not saying it's bad just I'm just saying I wouldn't have paid to see it but you did yeah but but I did I saw it and I don't need to see it we'll never watch it again is what we're trying to say except when he fights Godzilla 
Oh, spoiler alert over here. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> everybody knew that, though, because that was already announced. They like, had announced it ago. way before. Um, there's a confusion in that, too, but that's, like, a whole other thing that... Um, I, I've had a few discussions with people about that, and it's funny because they're like, you're thinking too much into it. It's like, they're expanding their universe and connecting them. They need to think about that, because Kong is set in 73, Godzilla is set in, like, 2008 or something like that. Like now. And then the... The post-credit for Kong implies that it's going to be part of Godzilla 2. But Godzilla 2 is a sequel to the Godzilla that they made in whatever year it was. So it's just like, so how are we getting the characters we just saw in that movie? They'll figure something out. <laughs> um, they're going to freeze them. Th this is the first like brand new movie I've seen this year. Because I wanted to see Logan, but then I ended up not seeing it. You should watch it. But... It, 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 I think much. this one I think might be a, a big winner for the year though until Star Wars comes out, huh? Yeah, I mean Power Rangers doesn't look good. Take that. Well, back. no, um, <laughs> I, I'll say Thor looks great. Guardians looks great. Th yeah. Those are the two other movies I'm super excited to see. That's my thing though. Is that, like I think this is the first big one for the year. I think right. Because well, no, I think was... Logan was supposed Logan, to be. Logan is the first uh, blockbuster film. Uh, technically speaking, but it did really well. Yeah, I I don't know how to put it. Like, Beauty it is, but it isn't. No, no, I'm just gonna say it the way it is. Logan is definitely the first blockbuster. That's what it is, and and it made the money to back the fact that it was a blockbuster, especially at that a huge R-rated blockbuster. Kong is the first like summer style blockbuster. Okay, if anything. Beauty and the Beast is Disney's first blockbuster of the year. And that's the thing, is they hit it out of the park, and then they've got Guardians, Thor, Cars 3, like, they've got all these movies coming next that you're just, like, are, at that, like, you're more excited for. Yeah, so it's just, like, the, they're, gonna, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming, like, they're just gonna hit you every gonna, few months, like, I mean, your wallet's gonna be broke by the end of this year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm in line already mentally for Star Wars. Yeah, I've been in line for that since I saw uh, Rogue One. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go wrapping all the way back. Uh, so just really quickly, once again, Beauty and the Beast is great. Definitely go out and see it. 3D, you probably don't need to see it, but go see it. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I do want to apologize really quickly that we missed you guys last week. And obviously, if you look at the length of this, we need to definitely hit our marks. But um, we're working on some stuff. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, our history of Beauty and the Beast is coming. But uh, once again, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this super long version of the podcast. That's not super long. We've had longer. But uh, yes. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, I see it uh, going up all the time, so super thanks. You can follow me on social media. I'm at GeoComedy, G-I-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Or you can follow me at GeoDisney, but I don't update that one as much anymore, so I would definitely say move over to that GeoComedy. Um, George? Uh, you can follow me Instagram, J182. <laughs> Hunter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy24, or Twitter, Hunter3GATM. Keep going. <laughs> oh, oh, <LinkedIn>. Elizabeth <laughs> doesn't do uh, any social media. I do want to 
make a quick mention just because uh, why you should follow me. I did uh, get one tweet super, <laughs> super on the at midnight, uh, which is stupid, but it, I, I do want to bring it up because it was hashtag millennial Disney. And uh, I just tweeted out saying Star Wars, the force is woke. <laughs> Currently at 280 likes on the Twitter. So head on there and like it and retweet, but whatever. <laughs> but seriously, uh, thank you guys once again. Um, make sure to go follow us on Spreaker. You can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Head to uh, my website and you can download us directly from there. It's uh, geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. And uh, thank you guys again. And if you can, go on to the iTunes and give us a review or send me some hate letters. I don't know. But, <laughs> give us uh, a star too. Yeah. Give us, give us star ratings. But uh, thank you guys again. We want to say uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Nathan, Ooh. for uh, <laughs> listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed your past trips, you jerk. But uh, <laughs> seriously, thank you guys, and we'll see you guys later. See you later. See ya. Goodbye. Ka-chow. Ka-chow.